Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Autoline Daily. I'm Sean McElroy, filling in for John today. In the second half of the show, we'll get his thoughts on the new Acura MDX, but first, today's top stories. And here's something that you usually don't see. Chrysler is telling the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in the U.S. to go stuff it. The agency wants the company to recall 2.7 million Jeep Grand Cherokees from model years 1993 to 2004 and Liberties from 2002 to 2007 over fuel systems that potentially could catch fire in rear-end collisions. NHTSA has been looking into the issue for nearly three years, but Chrysler says the agency's conclusion is based on incomplete analysis and won't recall the vehicles because they've already met safety requirements. This is a sign the company doesn't believe this will be a black mark and hurt sales. The Porsche 911 made its debut at the Frankfurt Auto Show back in 1963. And now the German automaker will pull the wraps off a 50th anniversary edition at the same show. It is based on a Carrera S, but has its own unique upgrades. It's got a wide body, which is usually reserved for the higher-end Carrera 4, special 20-inch wheels, 50th anniversary badging throughout, and even some throwbacks to the original 911. Engine output was increased to 430 horsepower, which moves this 911 from 0 to 60 miles per hour in just 4.2 seconds with a manual transmission. But if you opt for the optional automatic, that number drops to 3.8 seconds. Only 1,963 of these special edition models will be made. Get it? And go on sale this fall with a starting price tag of $125,000. And in other Porsche news, the company's former chief financial officer was convicted of fraud. The AP reports that Holger Hader was found guilty of providing false information while refinancing a loan during Porsche's unsuccessful attempt to acquire Volkswagen back in 2009. Hader will avoid jail time, but has to pay an unspecified fine. Chevy announced the pricing for the 2014 SS. It will start just under $45,000, including destination charges, and the only options are a power sunroof and a full-size spare tire. But it also will be hit with a gas guzzler tax, which will be added to the cost as well. The car is powered by a 6.2-liter small-block V8 that cranks out 415 horsepower and 415 foot-pound of torque. The SS is Chevy's first rear-drive performance sedan since 1996 in the U.S. and goes on sale at the end of the year. A few years back, portable navigation devices were very popular, but that's not really the case anymore. Why pay extra for a feature you already have on your smartphone? That's why Garmin, one of the leaders in portable nav devices, is starting to focus on getting its system integrated into vehicles. The company already has nav systems in some Chrysler, Suzuki, and VW models, and next year Mercedes will follow suit. However, Garmin is developing a new platform that is more than just a navigation system. Yeah, the K2 platform is, is developed as a 
uh, a, kind of a holistic approach, but it's also can be it's very modular. Uh, we can scale it down for a more entry mid-level system, or it could go the full cockpit solution, taking into the instrument cluster and the driver or uh, infotainment part uh, as a holistic uh, system. We have one core inf uh, operating uh, platform uh, that is the main uh, brains or computing platform that can drive both of those displays or one display depending on uh, the OEM's needs. Uh, we're connected to smartphones, so we have full, full access to your schedule, to your contacts. That's then transferred into the car in a way that's going to be much less distracting than using your smartphone. We can read out your text. Uh, you can say speech to respond to text or emails. So we're taking a, a driver safety and a holistic approach to the HMI when we talk about K2. That system also features 3D navigation and voice control capability. Garmin says the K2 platform will be ready within the next two to three years, but it hasn't yet announced if an automaker will adopt it. Coming up next, a look at the all-new Acura MDX. The MDX is the volume leader for the Acura brand. We've perfected it over the last couple of generations to the vehicle that we're going to be launching next month. It embodies the Acura brand, smart luxury purchase, a vehicle full of technology, fuel efficiency, and safety at a great price. I gotta tell you, the new MDX is the best Acura I've driven in the last 20 years, and that's because it's just so comfortable. It's really a soft ride, the very antithesis of what they call the European ride, but this soft, comfortable one is going to appeal to a whole lot more consumers. For 2014, one of the big areas for improvement for us was fuel economy. We were able to achieve that with the new engine. We went with a 3.5 liter VTEC engine, VCM, with a variable cylinder management that allowed us to get six more MPGs uh, on highway. So that was a huge achievement for us. Uh, in addition to weight down, this vehicle's almost 275 pounds lighter than the outgoing model. Uh, we also made some dynamic improvements. Uh, we found that there are different drivers for the MDX depending on what day of the week it is, essentially. So we went with a new integrated dynamic system that allows a customizable driving experience for each of the drivers in the household. Well, I think from a dynamic standpoint, the noise and vibration improvements are really significant. Um, we really improved the competitiveness of the car in that respect. Uh, the glass thickness has been upgraded. We now have acoustic front side glass, and the overall NVH package has been improved for very good road noise performance. I think the use of the space inside is a, a great improvement over the outgoing model. Uh, one example would be the center console. Before we had the Bombay doors that sort of opened in two doors. Uh, and we found when we rode with people, still maybe their storage needs weren't met adequately. So we redesigned the center console and we were able to do that by moving the HVAC unit out of the way. So this new center console is two and a half times larger than the outgoing model with uh, modules inside various trays and the cavernous openings so that people can put things like bags, purses, even iPads inside. This third generation MDX is made at Honda's plant in Alabama, and it better be good because it's going up against some very stiff competition, like Infiniti's new JX35, the Audi Q7, and of course the king of the mountain, Lexus's RX. For AutoLine Daily, I'm John McElroy. And a quick programming note here, we're offering another Autoline Premium show today at 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time. 
We'll be broadcasting our show with Johan Youngworth, the CEO of Mercedes-Benz Research and Development in North America, live for anyone who wants to check it out. You can buy those tickets to watch at Autoline.tv. So for only 99 cents, you'll not only get an inside look at Autoline behind the scenes, but also a first look at an upcoming show that isn't scheduled to air until July. And that's it for today's show. Once again, I'm Sean McElroy. Thanks for watching, and please join us again here tomorrow.